Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a certified sex coach and clinical sexologist based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy good conversation about love, heartache, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over and probably listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, thanks for joining me for another episode of Keep Them Coming. Today's episode is all about dating in the Midwest, in midlife, as a sober person. Melissa Sobers used to have a company called Sands Bar, so today's episode title is an homage to that company that she once ran. Now she's a coach. I've known her for a few years. And I have had several folks ask me for some creative ideas for dating when they don't want to go out to a bar. Whether you're a sober dater or you simply want some fresh and creative ideas, you are going to love the dates that Melissa suggests. And they don't have to involve alcohol at all. Some of you might be coming off of dry January, and I don't know if you saw the recent article that the Washington Post published. I'm sure other outlets published it, but that's where I found it. I mean, that article pointed out some pretty compelling reasons to, if if not completely stop drinking, drastically reduce your consumption. There was research done by teams in both London and the United States, and they took a group of regular drinkers who average, it says, two and a half drinks a day and got them to do one month dry and they had some pretty amazing results. It wasn't just that they had some, uh, you know, some significant changes in their health, like improvements in their metabolic health despite making no other changes in their diets, the article says, and on average they lost about four and a half pounds, their blood pressure dropped, and they had a quote, dramatic reduction in their levels of insulin resistance, which is a marker for type 2 diabetes risk. So um, they followed up with these participants, it says six to eight months later to see how they were doing. And the group that they had worked with that was, you know, dry for a month had maintained a pretty significant reduction in their alcohol consumption. I know a lot of people that stopped drinking since 2020 or significantly reduced the amount of alcohol they're consuming and it's changing the way that they are participating in the world, especially the dating world. Whether you are sober and dating, you're dating someone that's sober or you're simply just not a big drinker, you're dating someone that's not a big drinker, there's going to be some really good information in here for you. Yes, some of this stuff is going to be <laughs> best for the locals, but I hope anyone that's out there listening, um, I saw that I had a lot of downloads in India as well as Norway, uh, Mexico. I always have a lot of listeners in Canada and Ireland. Um, hi, everybody. Thank you so much for being regular listeners. And hey to everybody out there that is new. I want y'all to know that if there's ever a topic that you want me to cover, you're always welcome to send me an email. Just shoot me a message at Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at OpenTheDoorsCoaching.com. If you think you'd make an interesting guest, I'm also open to that. If you know me or you've listened to my show for any amount of time, you've probably caught that I really love music. Um, Both Valentine's and Singles Awareness Day are coming up, the 14th and 15th, respectively. So I've got you covered on Spotify. If you're a title person, sorry, I I don't have anything for you, but check the show notes or go to the links in my bios on any of my social media, like Twitter. I'm not really doing Twitter these days, but I do still have the link in my bio there. Um, Instagram, I'm active on, as well as TikTok. But if you go to those links in my bios, you can go to the links for both my sexy Valentine's Day playlist and my Singles Appreciation Day playlist. 
You might also notice some changes coming up with the podcast. I'm going to be doing maybe like a, a logo redesign. I just switched over to Podbean so I could get some better analytics. Um, and I realized I haven't gotten many reviews lately. So if you all could, please, I would greatly appreciate it. Go to your chosen platform. Give me five stars. Get thumbs up. Whatever it may be that your platform has. And um, leave me a little note. Let me know what you think of the show. Feel free to leave me some suggestions there too. But I would appreciate if you'd give me a little love online. Um, help me boost up my ratings. Boost up my listeners. Share it with your friends. I appreciate all the love y'all show me. I'll continue to show you love as well. How else am I supposed to keep you coming back for more? Well, let's see. I don't think I have anything else that's news to discuss. Sign up for my email newsletter, openthedoorscoaching.com. Um, that's about it. Let's dive into the episode. Dating Sans Drinking with Melissa Sobers. All right. Well, on today's episode of Keep Them Coming, I am very excited to have my friend Melissa Sobers join me. Melissa is a practitioner in my office, and but we've known each other for several years before that. So um, Melissa is a, I want to get this right, quantum manifestation teacher, healer, and facilitator, and much, much more. So Melissa, welcome to Keep Them Coming. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited about this. I think I said just a second ago, I feel like this podcast is going to be very healing for me, which may be kind of odd to say, but as I kind of got excited about today, that's actually what was coming up. I was like, oh, okay. All right. All I right. Love love mm-hmm. Yay. I, if I can provide that space for you, I am more than happy to. Thank well, you. beyond what I you know gave you as your brief intro, if you would please take a moment, just tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and uh, then we'll kind of dive into why we're having a conversation today. <laughs> so um, I'm Melissa Sobers, and I live in the Midwest in Kansas City, where Kristen lives, of course. And we both work together in the same um, office, practitioners as fellow practitioners. And I, um, as you just stated, was I am a quantum manifestation um, healer, teacher, coach practitioner, facilitator, whatever you want to call it. I came up with my own modality and I named named my own um, job title. Um, I'm a unicorn I'm in many, it. many different ways. <laughs> yes. So I um, help people heal their hearts, expand their consciousness, raise their vibe and manifest a life of joy, love, abundance and freedom. And I, yeah, I get to do all of that through using like breath work and um, hypnosis and um, energy healing, things like that. So um, very cool. I am divorced about four years. I am 53 years old, so I'm midlife and in the Midwest and single, and I also don't drink. Yeah. And the last few points are most of why I wanted to have you on here because I have had so many clients. I I often try to find guests for the podcast after I've had conversations online or with clients or friends because while I feel like I've got some pretty darn good answers for people, I am much more into having a conversation with others to get different perspectives and more information. And again, just not feel like I'm screaming into the void. So (laughs) dating in the Midwest, sober dating at that, right? Um, There are some folks out there who are really struggling with some aspects of sober dating. They um, whether it's from dry January, whether it's from, they just want it for a safety aspect to not drink mm-hmm. while they're on a date, or they just don't drink at all. There's lots right. of reasons to want to date and not involve alcohol. So we're going to dive into some of those things today. Mm-hmm. So divorce for four years. I think that was about when we met one another. Yeah. 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 It may have been. Um, because I stopped drinking when I was married. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I was married for about, I was married for 25 years. (laughs) So about one and a half of those years, I didn't drink. And I met my um, former husband in a bar. Mm -hmm. Um, We were both drinking, you know, that we were drinking buddies, you know, so we, we drank throughout the whole, almost the whole 25 years. So 
um, yeah, so it was about 18 months after I stopped drinking, then when we separated and, and I, and then finally got divorced, you know, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I will say that was not the reason why we separated or divorced, but, um, because like what I like to say about marriage is marriage is layered. Oh, absolutely. There are layers and layers and layers and layers of things. And there were already things that were not, um, going well per se. And once I took alcohol out, then I could see them very clearly. (laughs) I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a lot happening here. Um, it was was like your catalyst of clarity, right? Oh yeah. It was many different things. Oh yeah, absolutely. My whole entire life. Yeah. It, everything that the glasses were off and I was just like, whoa, okay. Yeah. There's a lot of things that have to change in my life. And, you know, I, it was, I will forever say it was the best decision of my life, you know, forever. There's, there's no other decision that I've ever made in my life besides maybe having children that is that impactful. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've been on the dating market for a little while yeah. and <laughs> You know, my clients who are sober daters or again, just choose not to drink while they are dating, like it's, it's, a, is it as challenging out there as I think it is? Like what's been yeah, your yeah, experience yeah, the last yeah. few years? Yeah. So, you know, like kind of as I was reflecting for this interview, you know, I thought about it and I thought, okay, it's actually not the not drinking part that's challenging. <laughs> That's so interesting to me because it, but at the beginning it was, Mm -hmm. and I think because I didn't actually know how to approach it, you know, I wasn't comfortable in, you know, talking about it. I wasn't as confident as I am now. Like right now I'm like, yeah, I'm AFAF. Like (laughs) I'm never going to drink again and there's no worries. I can go anywhere. I can do anything. Um, Do I want to hang out in a bar? No you know, but I can, (laughs) you know, so for me, it was more of my own relationship with it was still forming my own relationship with my um, sobriety, my alcohol-free lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, was still gelling and forming. And I was still healing. I was healing from my divorce, number one, and and all of that. And then healing, you know, just from making such a big shift in my life. So at the beginning, it was it was more difficult, but as I was kind of looking through, you know, like, so I've gone out with 66 guys. Oh, keeping, (laughs) keeping a little black book, are we? I did it. I, I didn't, I wasn't going to, but for some reason I did. And then once I started keeping track, I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to keep track. And, and, and now, now that I look back at it, I'm glad I did. Because is it like now a diary I, or journal well, kind of style or what's, what's okay. this? Like, are you going to write a book, Melissa? I used to joke that I was going to write a book <laughs> and it was going to be called Tales of Sober Dating. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, because it was so interesting to me, I, I was like, what is this? Stuff in there. Well, okay. So I do have an idea for that. So I, I thought I was going to write a book. I mean, okay. First of all, I just started dating. I didn't start dating with the intention of writing a book or even keeping track of my dates or anything like that. I just started dating and it was so interesting to me. I was like, oh my gosh, like, of course, and I'm a big journaler. So of course I'm journaling about my dates and, you know, and then at some point I was like, whoa, okay, what is happening here? What is going on here? This is the most interesting thing I've ever gone through in my life, this process, you know? And so um, what I will say is that at the beginning Again, you know, I wasn't as confident in my um, just being able to talk about my sobriety or talk about being alcohol free. And now I am. So it's no big deal. Um, But what I have learned is mostly just about being respectful and kind and considerate and open and communicative. It really has nothing to do with being alcohol free or sober. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's just dating and relating, right? It's just dating consciously relating consciously now of course you add the sobriety or the alcohol freeness whatever you want to call it on top of it and you know so i do have i do have a few tips and i have some insight into this since i've been doing this for a while and i have gone out on 66 dates so anyway yeah cuz i know. think 
I think for me as a coach where I have struggled is, you know, I, I do drink occasionally, but I, you know, like I haven't had experience where I'm just like completely drink free. So I don't have the experience to be like, well, this is how you tell someone about it. The only thing I can relate to that is is simply that you were telling someone a vulnerable truth about yourself. Mm -hmm. You, as Brene Brown talks about, may get hurt if you let your your guard down, you let your armor down and tell someone your truth, but that's kind of more on them. Like you still need to take the chance to tell your truth and to say what's going on. And it does get easier and easier each time. Oh yeah. I think, but like where I think I also really struggle is Kansas city has a very alcohol focused lifestyle for social gatherings, get togethers. I mean, (laughs) I don't go to football games because of the alcohol culture that they've got there with the tailgates. Yeah. Uh, I find it quite dangerous as a woman. In fact, there's plenty of restaurants that happen to have a bar, but in the wintertime, I struggle to, to recommend to clients of Mm. things to do that aren't structured around alcohol. Cause so many people like, I don't know, especially if the person they're dating is a sober dater and they are not, um, they are struggling with, well, what do I do besides go to a bar? Cause it's all they do. Oh, so I know. that is definitely something like I want to brainstorm with you today. Oh, I've got, I've got two pages. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. Yes. That's what I need. That's what I want. Cause I, I've, given, I've given a few, yeah. um, but I need new, I need some fresh stuff. Mm-hmm. And since you're out there experiencing this and again, the listeners mm-hmm. that are listening to this need to know. And some of these things might be specific to Kansas City, certainly, but some of these things will be very generic that you could find in almost any region. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, so I'll I'll tell you my ideas. I think yeah. first of all, as I was writing this list, I thought, you know what, this really isn't about trying to find places that you can take a sober or alcohol-free date. These are just basics of just creative, out of the box different than going to a bar kind of date. That's all it is. And it is about using your creativity, about finding common interest, um, maybe hobbies or something to learn or something active or creative, um, sharing a new interest, you know, being active or having an activity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just going, it's it's just going slightly out of the box of the default, let's go have dinner or let's go have drinks, mm-hmm. you know, and that's one thing that um, I'll I'll just talk about the dating app for a second. Like many of the apps have the option to put whether you drink or not, or how much you drink. Right. Right. And except for, unless you're going on Tinder, Tinder is just a free for all, right. (laughs) For, for many things. (laughs) So I don't want to talk about Tinder right now because it's a hot mess over there in my perspective. Um, No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Right, right. So, but let's take it back, like Bumble. I'm not sure about Hinge, but I know Match and um, some of the other ones, they have that option, right? And so when you see that somebody says that they are sober or they never drink, um, then, you know, you can, we can talk about how to approach that. I have ideas for that. Um, And then we can talk about the date. So I don't know which one you want to do. Yeah, let's dive into some date ideas for sure. Because I, yeah. yeah. That's the thing that I'm like, I, I've racked my brain and I feel like I have such a small list. Oh yeah. 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 But, yeah. but you, you're going to yeah. give me some fresh stuff. I'm sure. Okay. Yes. So I was thinking about like, what were my most fun dates that I've been on? Um, one guy uh, picked, he, he planned a whole picnic at the Nelson lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it's winter and we can't do that, but that was like one of the best dates that I, and that was a first date. And I don't really think like for a first date, you have to do that. I think a coffee date is fine for me. I think that's fine. But that was like one of the best dates I ever had. I was so impressed. He was so thoughtful. He thought about every single thing. Um, We ended up having a picnic on the lawn. It was a beautiful, gorgeous day. We were in the sun. We had cacao. We did some yoga. (laughs) I mean, it was just a really nice date. We talked, you know, it was just a wonderful date. So I think like you know, doing something like a picnic, um, obviously, you know, hiking and going for a walk, coffee dates are good. I think coffee dates, there's low investment, you know, that's a beautiful yes. thing. It's easy, 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 low investment of time and um, energy and money, not energy, but you know what I mean? 
let's talk about that one. That's that yeah. has been the primary one that I've recommended for people because especially for folks who have been dating for a while and they're getting so burned out on first date after first day after first date, like just just go for coffee. It's yeah. casual. Um, you don't have there's nothing holding you there after the cup of coffee, right? If the conversation is not going well. In fact, you can get it in a to-go cup. And if it's really that bad, you can just leave. <laughs> um, but I get what you're saying too. It's it's a lower bar of investment as far as like time, commitment, financial, yeah. all that. Um, yeah. Even, you know, for what you got to wear, how, how zhuzhed up you got to get for the date. It's a little more cash. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, that's, I love those dates. And I think it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. So anyway, so that's that. Um, I think anything, okay. We're just going to talk about in general, some of these are not winter dates, but in general, I love outdoor dates. Mm-hmm. Like Me too. a, you know, you know, the picnic in the park, the hiking, the walking, um, anything with a sunset is like high, high, high on my list. You have got plus, 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 plus points for that one. So that's what I think. Find the best place to um, see the sunset in Kansas City and go there. Um, I think if there's a mutual interest of yoga, you know, there's a fun thing called yoga in the park every Sunday um, at the Nelson during the the warmer weathers. I host an event every Tuesday night called Sunset Breathwork in this in the summertime, or you know, so that's something to take Ooh. somebody to if you have an interest like that, you know. Do you um, think you've had some dates? Oh, I have. I have. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, one of my friends messaged me and she said, oh my gosh, I have a first date and we're going to come to breath work. I was like, yeah, oh my gosh. And then she showed up and her first date was a guy I had gone out with two years before. <laughs> well, I mean, he's got it. Maybe he's got a type as far as the vibe he's going for. He wants someone who's into, you know, all this. But... Uh, we were, all three of us were dying laughing. It was the funnest thing. So yes, it was so fun. Was he he a good guy? Did he, you know, pass? Yeah, 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 I told her. Okay. Yeah, I told her, I said, I, you know, gave her the little wink on it, but you know. (laughs) You know, sometimes we go on that first date and even if it's a great date and we enjoy the interaction with them, they may not meet that level that we're looking for when it comes to having a really good like relationship match or potential relationship match, but they can still be a really great human. Um, absolutely yeah yeah it's not always a match so it's it's okay yeah um I think I also went on a really cool date when we we did stand-up paddle boarding that was really fun Ooh, where'd you do yeah um that was like Lake Lenexa I think okay yeah so he had two stand-up paddle boards and we went and did that and and he brought some tea he brought some tea for me and so we sat and we paddle boarded and then went off to the side and sat and drank some tea and just chatted for a little bit and then paddled back so that was a really sweet day yeah um what else let's see I mean I love concerts or live music still I mean anything outdoor like you know I keep going to outdoor because that's my favorite let's talk about indoor for the winter Mm -hmm. um like a cooking class or pottery or art like learning something new you know, a new skill or a new art or a new hobby or something. Yes. Um, any kind of museum or art or any kind of show like that, like, you know, Union Station has all those traveling shows or traveling exhibits. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, a bookstore or a game place. There's some places like downtown, downtown or craft crossroads like that, you know? Yeah. There's yeah. a, let's see, there's Redux Society, Mission Board Games. Yeah. 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 Yeah, stuff like that. Um, so Overland Park Arboretum has the coolest events. And this September, I went to, I went on a first date. Uh, we went to dinner and then we went over to the Arboretum for an event called Terra Luna, mm-hmm. which was this outdoor light show. Oh my gosh, light music. It was beautiful. It was really, and it was a gorgeous night. Um, they have that for the holidays. They have a like a, candlelit stroll thing so that's really neat now are there um, performers oh yeah mm-hmm. quixotic. quixotic okay yeah so that's another thing too if you have not been on a date in Kinsey to a quixotic event yeah their stuff is like super duper sexy so yes 
Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And actually, it's just making me think like even going to like a charity fundraiser or something like that, where there's like entertainment and dinner and, you know, something to do. I don't know that that's just coming up for me. My friend's in a um, he's doing something next week. And so um, I I just thought about that as I was looking at that. I thought that'd be that'd be kind of neat, too. Um, let's see. What else did I write down? I wrote down boat ride. You know, like uh, Eastern Jackson County has all the local lakes out there and um, doing something like that. I wrote down, let's see, day trips to like Weston or Lawrence or Excelsior Springs, something like that. Or um, an open mic night at a coffee shop. That's kind of fun. Or a poetry jam or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, I, I mean, I could go on and on. Those are like the ideas that I just brainstormed this afternoon, but there's like so much to do. And that's just really actually the point is that if we think there's nothing to do, then guess what? There's nothing to do. If we think, oh my gosh, there's so much to do. There's so much to do. Yes. <laughs> you know, we really, it is about just put, take, taking our minds out of the little box and thinking beyond again, beyond the bar dates, you know? Yeah, you definitely covered some things that were new for me, but okay, definitely good. That I, I feel good. I did suggest a few of these things. Yes, yes, good. <clears throat> class or a pottery class. Yeah. Um, there's there's a clay studio that's, I think, actually down by our office. Is that Clay, Clay Guild? Clay Guild, Clay yes. Guild, yeah. There's mm -hmm. an epic art studio in Strawberry mm -hmm. Hill that does date night classes. I oh, they do some that are just single date night classes. Oh, really? Okay. They do some that are also multi-week. Okay. Mm -hmm. You can you and your partner can book for doing multiple projects. But um and, and concerts. God, I love concerts. Oh yeah. Yeah. Concerts like music. Yeah. I think you definitely have to go out and do something beforehand and get to know each other a little bit. Otherwise, yeah. you know, staying there, staring at music, you got time in between the acts. Certainly. Yeah. Yeah. But um, these are more like second or third or fourth date ideas. A lot yeah, of these start, with, start with the coffee date, start with the yeah. go for a walk, walk around Union Station in the winter time if you need to. Mm -hmm. Um, I I'm curious in your dating experience, since you have been journaling and keeping track of things, do you practice, or maybe you found like a difference in when you do this versus when you don't, I don't know. Do you practice trying to have some sort of an interaction with people, I mean, as outside of if you met them in person, but if you met them on a dating app or got an introduction, do you try to have something like a phone call or a video chat with them before you go meet with them for an in-person date? I would love that. <laughs> Let me just say that it has not always happened. Um, and the times that it has happened, I have truly enjoyed that. Um, I, I think my last date I went on was in, let's see, I was dating a guy in like November, December. And so really my last first date was in September. So, and that was a person that I knew from my real life. Um, so the last, it's been a while since I've been on the dating apps, honestly. And if I, or when, possibly when I start up again, I think that I am really going to uh, not like require that, but really encourage that because there is a reason why I went on 66 dates, 60, you know, without 66 guys or with, with 66 guys, because I said, yes, mm -hmm. you know, I, I get asked out very easily and I'm not the only woman in Kansas city or in the dating world that does like, I mean, people ask you out pretty quickly because you know, it, that's what, that's the purpose of the dating app is to meet people. Right. Yes. And so, yeah. And so I'm a pretty open person. And especially at the beginning, I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is like a super cool way to meet people. And Oh my gosh, like, okay, yes, yes, yes. So I would say yes a lot and would have a lot of coffee dates and, um, there'd be a little bit of back and forth, you know, exchange of, on the dating app talking, and then eventually, you know, meeting for coffee. So, but what that did do is I probably went on a lot of dates that I shouldn't have, because we really didn't have enough, if neither one of us really had enough information before we met. Mm -hmm. And so 
what you're saying about talking on the phone or you know video chatting before i think is a really good practice to really hone down narrow down and really get to know each other a little bit more before you have the first date so so i'm going to take that as my um <laughs> my reminder to do that when i get back on the dating app app if i if or when <laughs> i get back on there the you date. go there's there is your free <laughs> date but even if you got an introduction to somebody like you might still need to use that but um yes that's my free dating advice for you and the listeners today is the like if you can have a good spontaneous conversation with someone by phone or video chat before you go for an in-person date, or even just for 10 or 15 minutes, they pass that vibe check. They're probably going to be pretty cool in person. Yeah. It's like where there, there were probably times we've all had it when we don't filter. Um, we show up for the date in 10 minutes and we're like, oh, I don't want to be here. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Hopefully. I would rather have more quality dates than more quantity of dates. Mm -hmm. So I think that is one of the things to help prevent <laughs> that dating burnout is just filter yeah. them out a little bit more before they get the luxury of your in-person presence. Yes. Solid right. advice. Yeah. Solid advice, Coach Kristen. It's time for a quick break. I promise it'll just be a minute. So stay tuned. I'll be right back after a few words that help me get paid. When it comes to your adult visual content, are you wanting something a little more ethical? Perhaps a little more queer? Then maybe you need to check out Afterglow. Afterglow provides erotic visual content for women and non-binary folks made by women and non-binary folks. Why is it important to watch ethical porn? Well, because you wanna make sure that everyone on screen is consenting. You want to make sure everyone on screen and involved in the production is getting paid for you watching this, not just someone who downloaded it from another website and re-uploaded it. And we are certainly not wanting to watch someone's revenge porn. The way to avoid all of those things is to pay for your content. But you can try out Afterglow for seven days free by going to the website that is either in the show notes or go to the links in my social media bios, click that, then use the code XOKristen, and you'll get a seven-day free trial to Afterglow. You know, one of my clients was saying recently, like, do I need to just sit at a, at a bar and meet people? I was like, no, just, you don't need to act like a vulture, just like holding a drink, like looking at people. There's, there's, there's other places. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think number one is like, go where you are interested in going. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like if you don't want to go hang out in a bar, don't go hang out in a bar. Like if you're interested in yoga or breath work or, um, you know, learning how to sail or art or pottery or art, or I already said art, but, you know, or, you know, I don't know, softball, I don't know, just whatever, whatever yeah. you're interested in, go do more of those things and put yourself yes. in places where people who do those things are. And, and if all of those things don't involve alcohol or that's not really the focus, then you know, then there's an opportunity yeah. to meet somebody who doesn't drink or it's not that important. You know what or I just thought about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, meetups, because there's a lot of clubs mm. here in town for practicing foreign languages. Mm. So yeah, yeah. maybe that language that you learned in high school or college, you could dust that off a little bit and go to French club or go to German club or Spanish club and meet people who are either native speakers or other non-native speakers and are trying to become more fluent because um, yeah. that's that's an activity that's a bit of learning and it's not always surrounding they often meet at restaurants um, I know we used to have the French club come meet at Californos but like mm. that's a restaurant you know just yeah yeah it's not yeah. bar focused. It's not alcohol focused. Yeah. But, um, yeah. yeah. It has a lot of opportunities for people that are like-minded to just have a little, um, little group gathering. Oh yeah. Meetup is a great option. Um, there's also a company in Kansas city called Sip Steady. Hmm. And there used to be one called Sands Bar Kansas city, which I used to run, but um, Sip Steady, they're starting to do um, little alcohol-free pop-ups. 
And so they have all kinds of really cool non-alcoholic drinks and it's in a social setting and a very, you know, um, up, not upscale, but, you know, high vibe adult setting. So like something like that would be really fun. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Good ideas. I, um, I also think that sometimes going to, this is kind of like maybe getting into the nerdy side, geeky side, whatever, but going to say like a lecture, uh, maybe an author is in town, um, yeah. that's doing the yeah. lecture series or, mm. uh, different concert series that are traveling around in town. Mm. Um, some of these, some of the theaters and, and different organizations, like the Folly has it, uh, the Lyric Opera has it, um, the Kansas City Ballet that you can join. You know, the Nelson has it too. Join yeah. these clubs or join these yeah. membership groups. It's, you know, it is a donation. You get something off, you know, off your taxes for that. But also you're supporting art in the community and you get tickets to different events. So those mm-hmm. could be good places, not just to take a date, to go meet people who, as you say, are like-minded. Yeah. Or like volunteering. That's a great one. Go volunteering. Yeah, if you're building a house or habitat for humanity and you <laughs> meet somebody there that really strikes your fancy, like you're probably going to head it off. Cause mm-hmm. like, yeah, your, yeah. your heart is sort of in the same place on those things. Yeah. Good yeah. one. What else? Yeah. What else we got? Uh, you know, like business networking things. <laughs> I mean, you know, you might meet somebody. Some of those have alcohol though, but yeah, yeah. Or yeah. The evening ones oftentimes. I've rarely been to a morning one that had mimosas, but it has happened. Um but yes, I admittedly my some of my networking friends used to give me shit because I some of you may know I'm, I was an ambassador with one chamber. I'm an ambassador now with the LGBT chamber of commerce. Uh, and some of them were like, you're just on the prowl. I was like, Shh, it's both <laughs> business and personal. Like if I happen to see someone that I think is attractive and I happen to go give them my card. Yes, it does happen to have my cell phone. So like, it's just an easy, easy transition, but yeah. It's a two I, right. <laughs> Networking events, you never know. You keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. common interest. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. What else is neat? I mean, I think some of the sporting games here in town are some are more challenging than others. Some of them are, mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, a little more alcohol fueled than others. But maybe going to the Casey Current or sporting I think some of you know yes there's going to be alcohol at some of those but um I don't know for me not having to walk through a drunk crowd to get mm. to <laughs> the stadium yeah that it feels very different going to some of the smaller sports teams events than it does going to the major league yeah. events yeah mm-hmm. yeah I think um you know like for me like spiritual events that's that's a big interest and a big part of my life. So like going, I would go to breath work or go to a new moon circle or go to, um, I don't know, like a sweat lodge. (laughs) I mean, some people are like, what's a sweat lodge? (laughs) But, you know, something that is consciousness expansion or expanding or healing, that's um, an interest of mine. So those might be things that I would do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Just if you are going there, most likely someone that you're interested in is also going to like those things or be open to those things. So mm-hmm. yeah, like-minded individuals walking mm-hmm. together could be a good pool to pick from. Yeah. Yeah. Any other tips on that one? I think just being open everywhere you go, you go to the coffee shop. Don't you're waiting for your coffee. Don't look at your phone the whole entire time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. I have said that before on a podcast. You, you just never know. And there's a multitude, I think a multitude of reasons to not be looking at your phone 24 seven, especially when you're in line, but be present Mm -hmm. when you are present and you are just interacting with the environment around you. Mm -hmm. I think it just makes a difference in how you operate in the world. And like, there's been so many times that I've just casually made eye contact with somebody and 
ended up speaking to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter where it is. Yes, I'm a little more confident than some people, but <laughs> had, had I just been glued to my phone, right. that could have been a missed opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. One last thing I'll leave you with. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> One last thing I'll leave you with on that note about being present when you're out and about and you're in public. Studies have shown that meeting someone who dates exclusively online may go on a date with you and have a fabulous time and then get home. And because of the gamification of the dating apps, they'll be like, that was great. I had so much fun. We had such a good connection, but there's got to be someone even better. I'm going to keep looking. They go right back to the swipe thing. Yeah. Rather than yeah. people who date exclusively in person, hmm. we know that we walk around the world and it's not that often that we meet someone that we're just like, you're cool. We click. I like your vibe. But when we do meet those people, we are willing to put more, more stock or more effort into its cultivation after that. So reports do show that people who date exclusively by meeting in person tend to be happier daters. They tend to date longer term. Um, there's a lot of benefits to skipping online dating these days, but okay. you got to be present and you got to be aware, pay attention to your surroundings, make good eye contact get off your damn phone. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> uh, now, something you mentioned earlier is, of course, the the conversation, just the, and this could apply to anything. When you feel like you've got something that's very important about you, how your life is, whether that's you don't drink, you have children, um, like STI, like there's a multitude of things that you might need to tell somebody that's important for them to know, either to understand you, um, for them to have informed consent, whatever it may be. So let's talk about the talk. Yeah, let's talk so, about the talk. You mentioned that early on, of course, it was a little bit more challenging and that it's gotten easier and easier and it has just become a part of something that you discuss. But mm-hmm. tell me a little bit more about what that was like how did you make that shift from oh how do I talk about this to it's a part of the conversation each time Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think at the beginning that option wasn't on the dating app so that that's just one thing but once it became an option I was like it I of course I always say that I don't drink um and I think I even maybe put at the bottom, like, uh, don't drink or I'm sober. I don't remember anyway. It's somehow in my profile always. Um, so I'll say on the the person who is asking the other person out or even vice versa. So like if I'm on the dating apps and I see that there's a guy who doesn't drink, then like it's most likely <laughs> a right swipe. <laughs> most likely <laughs> depends on the other thing. But that's that's going to be a that's going to be a check for checkbox for me. Mm-hmm. Um so if somebody is, you know, wanting to talk to somebody who shows that they don't drink on their profile, um, they can it, they can start the conversation very easily. So oh, I see you don't drink, you know. Oh yeah, and and then the other person can disclose whatever they want to. I think that um, one people don't always pay attention to that. So my my one tip is to pay attention to that. It's a very important thing. There's a reason why somebody marks that they don't drink or that they're sober. And so just pay attention to that. Cause I've had men ask me, you know, to go for a drink and, and I'm like, well, I don't. And I say, you know, oh yeah, yes, I'd love to, but I don't drink, you know, I don't drink alcohol, but I'd love to go for coffee or tea or whatever, or mocktail or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just say it very lightly because it is a very light, it, 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 it's not a heavy, heavy subject for me. And I think that that is one thing that I would say is there are way more interesting things about me than the fact that I don't drink. Mm-hmm. Yes. The fact that I don't drink is just like, yeah, I don't drink. I also don't eat meat very often either. Yeah. You know, I bet you that there are some guys who have given you more shit about being <laughs> less of a meat eater. The things that sometimes people make a big deal in dating do baffle me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I agree with you that there's a lot of times that people just don't look at the profile. They may have just done the the thing that 
a lot of the apps are designed to do, which is, hey, there's a picture. They are attractive. Yes, I swipe. And then sometimes they do go back later and look at your profile. But um, I'm sure, you know, if you feel like they aren't looking at your profile and that is important to you or there's important details on there that they missed, such as this, it is totally okay to just reiterate like, hey, thank you. I would love to go out on a date. I don't happen to drink. And then just redirect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Simple. Yeah. It's just simple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just simple. And I think that when you are approaching somebody who is marked that they don't drink or, you know, they don't drink or whatever, it's just be respectful, be kind about it. Don't make assumptions. Mm -hmm. Don't make assumptions that they're an alcoholic or they identify as an alcoholic. Don't make an assumption that, you know, it's not a big deal. Just don't make an assumption. Just ask, just ask kindly. Oh, I see you don't drink. Um, you know, and then at some point there's going to be a conversation, whether that be the first date, usually it is, um, sometimes it's before, you know, on the app. Um, yeah, just let them tell their story, how much they want to tell at that point. Yeah. And for me, I think this is, this is the way it's been for me. And I usually tell people, you know, like, I mean, at this point, this is what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, at some point, alcohol and I became no longer a vibrational match. I mean, because that's really what happened. Mm -hmm. It's like alcohol kept saying, hey, hey, I don't, you and I don't really mix very well together. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, I got it. Okay, bye-bye. Let's break I hear it, it now. My body feels <laughs> it. My mind has finally connected yeah. the dots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, it took me a while, but I got there yeah. and now that's how it is. So it, yeah, I think just being respectful, don't making assumptions um, and yeah, just, you know, being open to talking about it. Um, yeah. yeah. That's a very valid point. I uh, highly, highly agree with that. My, well, and just personal story, my partner, Matthew is, well, he's California sober. He just doesn't drink alcohol, um, yeah. but he likes <laughs> cannabis. Um, but he was very clear early on that we weren't going to be going on a date to drink. He's just not a drinker. Um, he will occasionally have, uh, a cocktail when we're out for like a brunch or he'll have a sip of mine. We have split a bottle of wine with a nice dinner before, but that's about as much as it goes. He's like the two or three drinks a year kind of person. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I, I did just ask him early on, like, Oh, well, just tell me more about that. He's like, it's just not my thing. I'm like, cool. And yeah. it was as simple as that. Yep. So don't be afraid to ask people questions to understand more about when they give you that initial, Hey, here's my thing. Cool. Yep. Let me ask you more so I can understand and get clarity and see what the full picture is like. Yes. Yes. All right. What else you got to lay <laughs> on me there that you've learned from your your dating adventures. Okay. So I was thinking about like, what makes a man sexy to me? Oh, you yeah. want to talk about that? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> so like, because this is multifaceted, right? We are all multifaceted creatures. As you said, there's many more things that are so much more interesting about you than the fact that you don't drink much or don't eat meat or much meat, let's say, um, or that you're a you know Midwestern woman. There's a lot to learn about you and dating, dating after divorce, dating after you're 40, whatever it may be. Like there's, I think a lot of stigma against single women. Um, oh, can I ask, do you have kids? I do. I have two daughters. Okay. Grown, grown. Yeah. Yep, uh, yeah. Early twenties, late teens. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. so all that stigma that's out there against single women of any age like it's not it's not just when you're at a certain age it's all ages y'all y'all don't seem to like a lot of us single ladies um I guess I shouldn't say us I'm not single anymore sorry sorry still I was single for so long I still want myself in on that I guess it's just the camaraderie I feel uh <laughs> um Statistically speaking, um, non-married women are actually the largest and happiest subgroup of all mm -hmm. people in the United States, but there's still so much push for us to like partner up for us to find happiness in another partner. And 
we do want happiness. We do want partnership, but the push to find somebody is it's a little much at times. Mm -hmm. And some of us have figured out we would rather slow down and get clarity on what we really want in that future partner than ever partner ourselves up with somebody that doesn't deserve our time or effort. Mm. So I love that you have a list of things that you find mm. sexy in a man, because that means you have taken the time to think about and get clarity <laughs> on what you really, really want in someone. And that I think is truly how you should go about the world seeking somebody. Even if it's just that I'm open, I'm here. Even if you're not actively out dating, mm -hmm. knowing what you're going to need in somebody makes it so much easier when people come into your life that don't fit those things for you to be like, cool, you're nice, but you're just not what I'm looking for. Ah, amazing. Oh my gosh. And you really are like actually telling the story of my dating career <laughs> because at the beginning you know one of just one of the reasons why I didn't want to be divorced because there is so much pressure to be coupled there is you know all of the constructs of marriage um the belief systems you know etc and and one, and then one of my other fears was being alone because I couldn't imagine being alone it's like, who's going to be alone, you know? And so, yeah, at the beginning, I was, I did go on a lot of dates, like a lot of dates. <laughs> and then at some point, it like slowed way down. And it slowed way down because I realized that I could be with myself. I enjoyed being with myself. Mm -hmm. I was healing my heart. Um, you know, I was expanding, you know, creating a new business and I had my children and I had my other things. And, and I started to realize that, you know, I could be with a partner. I would love to be with a partner. And that is my dream and desire for my future, but I didn't have to be with a partner. And that when that shift happened for me, I was like, oh, okay, so I can slow down and I can be more thoughtful about this process. And, you know, just in general. So for me, um, I was kind of thinking of these in the context of me not drinking, mm. you know, being being a sober slash alcohol free person. These are very sexy things for okay. me yep. and a man. Um, someone who is very respectful, kind, considerate, open and understanding. And they don't look at the fact that I don't drink and think, oh, God, what's wrong with her? Like, oh, she doesn't drink. Oh, my God. You know, they look at it with curiosity mm -hmm. and wanting to understand me more mm -hmm. because it is not it, like I said, it's not the most in interesting thing about me, but it is a very important part of my life. And it is a really a, like a non-negotiable, like I'm never going to drink again. So like that's not something that's going to change about me. That's going to be, if you're going to be my partner, that's going to be around for the rest of our lives together. So it is something important for them to understand and, and know about me. Mm -hmm. um, and I say, I say that also, I was thinking about it from this perspective that like when we're dating each other is we're getting to know each other. And I also really want to understand their relationship with alcohol. Mm -hmm. Like that's very important for me. Like, are they a partier? Yeah. we're not going to be we're not going to be a match you know so there's things like that so it's not just for them to understand my my relationship with alcohol but it's for me to understand theirs mm -hmm. and the sexiest thing for me is when a man takes me out on a date to a dinner or wherever and he doesn't drink when he's with me that's so respectful and so kind and so considerate so aware you know he can drink anytime he wants you know, he, he, like an hour or two with me and he doesn't drink, he doesn't order a drink. Wow. That really tells me a lot. And, you know, if he's a big partier on the outside and he doesn't drink with me, you know, for the date, I'll know that too, you know? <laughs> so it's not, yeah. it's not to not be authentic. It's to be respectful and, you know, and I'll be able to see if there's alignment that way, I think. I have, I have in the past. Let me say that. So that has happened. I've been on dates where guys have gotten drunk and I've been on dates where they ordered one drink 
and then I've been on dates where like they they didn't drink at all so I've had the gamut which <laughs> if I may say regardless of whether or not you drink regularly your date drinks regularly it's not a great idea to get shit-faced on a date y'all like don't do that right it's just not very flattering you know and um like what what do you really gain in understanding of the other person by getting totally inebriated yeah that's really I mean those are really related to being alcohol free you know, just in general, like if they're on their own personal development, spiritual development um, mm-hmm. path, that's that's really sexy to me because <laughs> I understand that they're trying to be a better human mm-hmm. um, and that is very important to me. Now, like not to say that this is the only path to self-development, but one of the things that I often used was have they been to therapy or are they at least a proponent of it? Have they, you yeah. know, have they got some self-awareness around that stuff or if they kind of poo-poo that stuff if you're like f i mean yeah. my my spidey senses start tingling if you talk about yeah. self-development yeah. like that because as you mentioned earlier that curiosity therapy personal development that's all about being curious about yourself okay. and trying to understand more about how you operate and how you operate in the world and how you treat others yeah. so curiosity I think ties into that one it's a good one yeah well and especially if you've been divorced or been in a long-term relationship and and you've you know broken up there's obviously things to heal there I mean on both ends it doesn't matter who you know <laughs> there <laughs> everybody had a party to the breaking up <laughs> you know? yes I something that I often talk about with my Usually it's the singles, like I'm catching them after the divorce, but um, it's not always. Um, But the idea of Ho'oponopono, you're familiar with it. I'll tell the audience Mm. quickly about it. It's the um, Hawaiian art of reconciliation. Mm. So you say these four things. Thank you. I love you. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And sometimes when I'm saying that to someone who's breaking up with someone and they're feeling very much as though it's, it is mostly the actions of the other person. Maybe the person has stopped trying or showing up for them. I have to say the asterisk on that is understanding that your choices got you here too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's yeah. you hung on to a relationship for far too long and it ran its course long ago, you made choices in the patterns that you had when you were dating and you chose yet another person that wasn't filling your cup up when they were stealing your bees. Um, so it's not to say that you're at fault, but it is to say that you played your part in yeah. the demise. Yeah. Even if it was small. So yeah. uh time has actually flown by. I know, I know. I know. So far wow. we were into our conversation, but that means that leaves us um with our ask coach Kristen. So this is your opportunity to ask me a question when there is something you would like advice on. You can ask for a friend or just get my opinion on something that maybe you and your friends were debating recently and see what I have to say about it. So what, what do you have for me today? Well, you already started to talk about it, but I wanted to ask you about how, so my question was, what was it like for you to date and eventually marry a person who didn't drink? And did you drink on date? And how did you know that he didn't drink and how did you respond to that fact? Like, was it on, was, did you guys meet on a dating app? Was it on there? You know, like, how did the conversation come up? Did you drink on dates and what was it like? Yeah. (laughs) You're right. I did touch on that briefly. Um, So we met on Hinge and I had put my favorite travel story on there. And that was what led him to message me. He said, it looks like we have a lot in common. So of course I'm like, oh yeah, what? Like prove you read my dating profile. (laughs) And it was my travel story, he said, uh, because I said that my favorite travel story was walking around Amsterdam high as balls with a Russian I just met eating palm frites at a street festival. (laughs) Then once we started setting up our date, we were going for like an afternoon date. We went for a coffee and um, I... You know, there was no opportunity to drink at this particular date. 
But after that, the dates we went on were pretty casual. Like we did axe throwing for our first real like kind of official out date beyond just the coffee shop that was around the corner from his apartment. Um, I don't think there was any, you're not allowed to, I don't think you're allowed to drink when you're throwing axes, which is a, a very good, you know, safety precaution. Yeah. <laughs> but we also chose that because it was cold. It was wintertime. We needed an indoor dating activity and we wanted something that wasn't just us sitting at a restaurant um, or a bar. And let's see, then at restaurants, there, there were a few times. So we dated, we have a part one and a part two. We're on part two. <laughs> Part one, I did not drink much with him because we didn't go out a ton at the time. I was also working part-time in the evenings at a restaurant. So um, it just, there was a lack of opportunity, but also it was easy for me to just not drink with him Um, because I I was drinking sometimes socially after work or I'd go out with friends. So I felt like I was getting that social time that I was wanting or needing I'm also just not a big drink I'm a one drink maybe two drink kind of person mm-hmm. I'd rather be the the one that is um watching out for everyone's safety and <laughs> making sure everyone behaves but also making sure everyone has a good time but yeah I was I was always that one that was like hey you need water slow down <laughs> um so it was fairly easy for me to not drink with him and then in part two we really started dating again early on in the pandemic first meetup was again having coffee uh but then the restaurant shut down and I've never really been a home drinker uh I've had I have alcohol at home but I have bottles that I've had for eight or nine years yeah I've kept them around for parties for other people to have in my house but I just I've, I've thrown out bottles of wine that I've just never drank that they've mm-hmm. they've gone bad um but we are also cannabis partakers. So, I mean, we still have our vice. We have our thing. <laughs> but like, I did used to party more. I, especially when I was in my working in Westport days, there were a lot of nights that I was going out and spending a large amount of my tip money on <laughs> booze. But I did finally, I got married at 26, but I was dating my husband from 21. And then we split up when I was 29. So I spent my entire twenties in a relationship. I did not go out and party. We just weren't those kinds of kids. So I kind of got my partying out in my thirties <laughs> and he came along in a really easy time for me. It was easy to set that stuff aside. Um, but even if I had met him sooner, I don't think that it would have been a hindrance for me, uh, to not participate in drinking as much, but who knows? I, uh, he came along at the time that he came along. Right. And I, I am grateful. I feel like that I learned some lessons about myself and about drinking before him. Mm. Um, But Hey, you know, just it's the divine timing, I guess, of it all. Just, it all came together. Yeah. Uh, That's a good question. Thank you. Question. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I would, yeah. I was like, what could I ask her? And then I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's just never really been his thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's that part of being respectful and just understanding that that's not the most interesting thing about him. <laughs> exactly. <Right. laughs> well, I married him, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Well, now it's your turn. Melissa, again, I'm so appreciative of you coming on today, giving the listeners some wonderful ideas for some sober dates. I loved the things you said. You find sexy in advance. Thank you for sharing that with us. But um, <laughs> please just tell tell us how can people get a hold of you? How can they join you for some of your breath work? Or how do they just, you know, find you on socials? All the things. Yeah, 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 of course. So, yeah, so Actually, if you're in Kansas City and you want to take somebody on a date, you can come to one of my events. <laughs> yeah, so I um, have a weekly event called Sunset Breathwork every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. And it's sunsetbreathwork.com if anybody wants. It's a love donation-based event, so people can come to that and try that out. It's inside at Yoga Patch for the winter, and then we go to the Nelson during the summer. And um, you can reach me at 
at Melissa Saubers on Instagram or healandexpand.com is my website or melissasaubers.com is my other website. So, well, certainly also check the show notes. I'll have links there to all of Melissa's information and uh, feel free to email me questions, email Melissa any questions that you might have, but um, any last words of advice for the listeners before we sign off for the day? I think just uh, be kind and respectful to each other and that's it. <laughs> oh, that would make the world a much better place if all of us just did those two yeah. simple things for it's sure. Tiny little thing, right? <laughs> so easy. Like a lot of that is based in people lack love and respect for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very true. So if you can give yourself a dose of that first, a little mm-hmm. bit of compassion maybe sprinkled in there. Yeah. Be a little easier for you to get out and show other people that. So, yes. Okay. Well, thank Thank you again. I wish you all the best. Yes. Thank you, Kristen. I so enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. I hope it, again, was that space of a a bit of healing for you today, too. It was. It was. It was healing. It was very healing and expansive. Good. Good. Yay. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes for stuff we talked about during the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and TikTok, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my safe for work or not safe for work email list, which I call the Dirty Bird. If you want less censored content about sex and relationships and want to know what I'm up to, please subscribe to that list. Send me an email, Kristen at Open the Doors Coaching, if you have a question, want to book a session, or want more information on my upcoming workshops. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.